Well, it's great to see everybody. Again, um, just welcome. If, if this is your first time here, you're watching online, welcome. For those of you that are watching online, it's, uh, it's great to just see everybody and to be a part of this. And there's something I just have to do because we have to do it, right? So let's do a selfie, right? Yeah. All right, for those of you that posed right around here, appreciate you. All right. So let's, uh, let's talk for a few, because it's been a while since we've got to talk in person, yeah? Um, let me ask you all a question, and just be honest. How many of you were texting while you were driving? You're like, what? What is he talking about? How many of you have done that before? You text while you drive? Yeah, see, we know better, right? We know better. We know better than, than to text when we drive. But all of us have done it, and some of you are like, all right, so some of the like 13, 14-year-olds, you're like, yeah, I text when my mom's driving. That doesn't count. That's not what I'm talking about. We all steal a look or a glance every now and then. You know what I mean? We all do that when it comes to that particular thing. Maybe not all of us do. Here's my point in all of this. When we, when we think about something like that, and maybe you're on your way here and you're texting somebody and you're like, hey, where are you sitting and all that kind of stuff, and that's fine, we, we do that. But let me, let me ask you this, do we all know better? Yes, we do. Do we know that that's like a law, that we shouldn't do that? Yes, we do, but what do we do with that? We just kind of go, well, that's nice. That's nice. We, we know that we probably shouldn't do it. We know for safety reasons that we shouldn't do it. But we kind of look at that particular thing and, and we say, that's nice. And while we know that it can be dangerous, and again, I'm just as guilty as anybody else of this. We know, we know better. And, and here's what I'm afraid of. Here's where I kind of want to start. Because we've all been kind of, this is the first time really like able to come together and like see each other and, and like faces. And, and here's one of the things I kind of want to point out. Do we maybe do that with God's word sometimes? And we kind of just go, that's nice. And we see some of those things there and we pick and choose some of the things in God's word and some of the things that maybe we know better and we go, that's nice. And, you know, or we say that makes sense. Yeah, that particular thing makes sense. But right now, um, right now, maybe that, that doesn't make sense in the moment that I'm in. You know, the culture and the core of the culture here at Connect Church is, is to connect people to Christ, community, and purpose. And that really is a disciple-making mentality, if you think about it. A disciple-making mentality is really at the core of Connect Church, and it really should be at the core of the church in general, right? Is a disciple-making mentality. And so I have a question, I guess, for all of us as we're moving into this time or we're coming back together, um, is how do we get there? And how do we maybe take some of the things that we have looked at as a church, because our perspective has changed on a lot of things in just in life in general, right? And so maybe there are some things that we looked at that we said, that's nice. And maybe our perspective has shifted a little bit on those things. And so how do we get there? How do we maybe prioritize the things that we need to prioritize? How do we be more like Jesus? Because inevitably, that is the goal, right? Is to be more, to be more like Jesus. And Jesus commissioned to evangelize the world through mentoring and multiplying was not a suggestion. It was a command. It was a command for us to go throughout the world. And, and when Jesus said, follow me, he was really saying, be more like me. 
That's another way to translate him looking at someone and saying, follow me, is to be more like me. And, and so, you know, the only way to make sense of the things that are happening in our world today and the things that are going on, because there's a lot of chaos going on, as we all know. We all know a lot of the, of the crazy things that are happening that are going on right now. But the only way to really make sense of this is through the lens of Jesus. Because if you try to look at it through any other lens, and it still doesn't make sense through our own human mind, but through the lens of Jesus. And we do that by being a disciple of Jesus, meaning we need to strive to be more like Jesus. But quite frankly, it starts with you and it starts with me and it starts individually. My point is, is that if we're gonna be more like Jesus and we're gonna move forward as a church when we come back and we wanna hit the ground running when we come back, the place we need to start is in a place of being more like Jesus, that simple idea. And that has to start individually. If we wanna see change in the world, if we wanna see change in the world around us and we wanna see change in the, in, in the people around us and we wanna see change in the society around us, it has to start individually. It has to start, you, you have to kinda of look in the mirror and start there. And when you start there, I would, I would suggest that the question you need to ask yourself and that we all need to ask ourselves is what am I doing today to be more like Jesus, more today than I did yesterday. And so what we're going to be talking about, quite frankly, over the entire summer is this idea of being more like Jesus. But the first step we have to take is really to make that decision that that's what we're going to do. We have to, we have to say yes to that idea. And saying yes to him really means saying no to us. And so I want to show you this because there's a, there's a there's a passage in scripture that I just haven't been able to get away from for the past couple of weeks, and it's in John chapter 3. If you have your Bibles or you have your Bible app and you want to follow along, we're going to be in John chapter 3, beginning in verse 22. And it's, it's John the Baptist. And this is John the Baptist, and his disciples are talking to him. A lot of people don't realize John the Baptist actually had disciples of his own. He had people that followed him. He was a rabbi. And so he had his disciples, and Jesus comes onto the scene and we all know Jesus has his disciples. And so here's an interesting interaction here where John and his, John the Baptist and his disciples are, are baptizing. And Jesus is baptizing. And look at what happens here. It says, after this, beginning in verse 22, after this, Jesus and his disciples went to the Judean countryside where he spent time with them and baptized. John also was baptizing in Anon near Salem because there was plenty of water there. People were coming and being baptized, and since John had not yet been thrown into prison, then a dispute arose between John's disciples and a Jew about purification. So they came to John and told him, Rabbi, the one you testified about and who was with you across the Jordan is baptizing, and everyone's going to him. And John responded, No one can receive anything unless it has been given to him from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said, I'm not the Messiah but I've been sent ahead of him. He, was who, he who has the bride is the groom, but the groom's friend who stands by and listens for him rejoices greatly at the groom's voice. So this joy of mine is complete. He must increase, but I must decrease. He must increase, but I must decrease. You know, as we begin to come back, we need to jump into the opportunities that God is giving us and God has given us. We have some amazing opportunities, honestly, be, because of, of the things that have gone on here. And we need to hit the ground running, and that starts with a focus on being more like Jesus. It really does. It starts with a focus there. And like John, 
we have to make the decision that we're going to get out of the way and not worry about who gets credit for it so that Jesus gets credit for it. It's all about Jesus. I'll just skip to the end. It's all about Jesus, right? And he needs to be the one that gets credit for it. But we, and, and we, can, we can say, you know, yes and, and, and amen to that idea, but, but are we just really going to sit back and go, that's nice. Yeah, that's, that sounds great. But when it comes to it, we're just going to say, that's nice. We need to focus our attention on Jesus. We need to focus our attention on him, and we need to live for the purpose of sharing him with others. To be more like him, we must decrease so he can increase. Let me read this statement to you that I, that I found in a commentary that I was reading, and it, and it just really sums it up really well. It says this, development and transformation into the life of a disciple of Jesus begins with complete abandonment of everything else. Let me read that again. Development and transformation into the life of a disciple of Jesus begins with complete abandonment of everything else. See, the more we say, I must decrease and he must increase, the more the voice of God becomes clear, the more our joy will really be more complete because we're getting ourselves out of the way and it's, and it's really focusing on him. So who are we going to choose to trust? Who are we going to choose to obey? Who are we going to choose to worship? Who are we going to trust to serve? Who are we going to love? It's, it's going to be, it's got to be Jesus. It's got to be all about Jesus. Some of us might be in a place where we need to rediscover Jesus. Stick with me on this one for a second, because over this time of quarantine, over this time when we've all had to just kind of stick at home, we've had the choice of how we were going to handle that, especially when it comes to our relationship with God. Some of us maybe hopefully have kind of rediscovered Jesus, and, and maybe our relationship with Jesus has been refueled and all of that. And that's awesome. That's great. Maybe some of us have pulled back a little further. I hope that maybe now you'll take this opportunity, this moment, right here, today, wherever you're at, to maybe decide for yourself, do I need to maybe rediscover Jesus? Do I need to look at this from a completely different standpoint than, than I have? Because if our goal is to be more like Jesus every day, and it should be, and quite frankly, that's the message every single week at church, by the way, <laughs> is for us to be more like Jesus. Um, but it begins with a simple yes, and we have to make that choice. And so are we going to join the greatest mission on earth, or are we going to make excuses for why we can't? Are we, gonna, are we just going to look at ourselves as this accident floating around, or are we going to look at ourselves the way God looks at us, which is we have purpose and intentionality and reason for being where we are and what you're doing and the people that you're involved with. You get to choose because everybody's invited. That's the other amazing thing about Jesus is that you get to choose. Have you ever been the person that's not been invited to the party? That's not been, uh, you know, maybe you didn't get the job that you interviewed for multiple times. You've been the person that that just feels left out all of the time. You, you feel you get turned down by various things um, and various places and people and you just feel left out or overlooked or less than and, and you, you maybe feel like you don't have that place to belong. And what's more, maybe are, are you the person that feels like I'm the only one that feels like that? I'm the only one that feels that way. Um, please hear this, you are not alone in feeling alone because there are plenty of other people that feel that way. 
All of us, though, have this longing for belonging, as I'll call it. All of us have that. Every single human being at their core, we have this innate longing for love and acceptance. Every single person. We all feel and want love and acceptance. I don't think there's anybody that would argue me on that one. We all want that, whether we would admit it or not. It's built into us. And unfortunately, this, this isolation and, this, and, and all of this is, has only kind of hurt that in many ways because we're living in a society in a time that is more isolated and disconnected than ever before, and that was before this happened. Before any of the corona stuff happened, we were living in a society that was more isolated and disconnected than ever before. And almost a loneliness epidemic Multiple studies have connected loneliness with poor mental health, unhappiness, and, and really overall low self-esteem and low well-being. And it's one of the biggest fears during this time that we're going through now is that. And as we're starting to come out on the other side of it, you know, it, it really should make us realize why God created the church, why God created this, right? The called out assembly, ecclesia, why God created this, because the good news is, is that we don't have to stay alone. Not only is God with us at all times, but the church in the entity of the church as it's supposed to be, you belong. You belong. It's not just a place. That's why we can meet out here because it's not about a building. It's more than a building. It's way more than a building. That's why we can meet in a parking lot. We can meet online. We can meet in our homes because it's not about that. It's about, it's about this. It's about community. It's about what Jesus created the church to be because it's God's family and it's a family of unique, diverse, imperfect, loving people as it's supposed to be. Romans chapter eight, verse 14 through 17 says this, for those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him, we cry, Abba, Father, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. So you're not just in this family because you were born into it. You're in it because you were invited and because you accepted the call. And you're invited into God's family by his grace to be his church. You belong you belong. We belong. And the people of Jesus are united in a way that can't be explained in any, any other way than by God. Scripture, we see Jesus going and hanging out with people in places that nobody else should. And quite frankly, that was one of the reasons why they killed him, because he was hanging out with the people that the spiritually self-righteous people said you shouldn't be hanging out with. That was one of the reasons that, that they killed him is because he looked at people and he didn't see the labels that were on them. He looked at people and saw people and he saw a person created in the image of God and he loved them for who they were and who they are. He saw human beings. And when Jesus looks at you, he doesn't see the labels. He doesn't see what everybody else maybe says about you. He notices you and he loves you. And he understands you because you were created in his image. You matter. To go back to that idea for a minute, you matter. And he's inviting you 
to live like you're in God's family. We all are in God's family. And we're all invited to live that way. Or we can just say, that's nice. (laughs) See, God wants more for you by surrendering all of you. This is my next point. And that might sound weird, but God wants more for you by surrendering all of you. Because you're made in the image of God, he loves you. And he wants more for you than to be alone because you aren't. He wants more for you than to just be on the sidelines because you shouldn't be. We are all called. As part of God's family, we are all called to reach the people around us. We are all called to spread the good news. As that song that they sang, we are the light of the world. But boy, you look at the world that we're living in right now. How much time do we have left? (laughs) I mean, honestly, how much time do we really have left? We are coming back to in-person ministry here next week. And we've been sitting around long enough, quite frankly. That's how I feel. (laughs) Over these last 12, 13 weeks, we've been sitting around long enough. And as the church, we've been sitting around long enough. Some of us maybe need to get off our hands. And, uh, and it's time to jump in. It's time for the church to be more like Jesus because there are people all around you that need you to be. There are people all around you that need you to be more like you. That need you to be more like Jesus. And there's nothing like the freedom that we have in Jesus. There's nothing like that. And there are a lot of people that need to know that freedom. And Jesus wants to use you to do it. He wants to use you to do it. And that means abiding in his word and being his disciple and taking every day and every opportunity to be more like Jesus. And the best way to move forward toward that goal is to follow the example and follow the words, the simple yet challenging words of John the Baptist here at the end of John chapter three here where he said the connection point for the day, which is he must increase and I must decrease. And that's the connection point because it's really that simple. It's really that simple. The potential of Connect Church lies in the strength of its people. I've been saying that for six months and it's still the truth and it's gonna be the truth as we move forward. The potential of Connect, of Connect Church lies in the strength of its people. And as we move forward, as we as we really discover together what life is going to be like now, because there's still a whole lot of things we just don't know about what things are going to look like moving forward. Here's one thing we do know, that we need to focus on being more like Jesus. That's never going to change. Jesus is never going to change. He's never going to change. He is the same today, yesterday, and forever. So what's our world going to look like? I I don't entirely know, but I do know this, that our focus needs to be on him and not me. And all of us need to make that decision that the focus is going to be on him and not me. And when we focus on him and he becomes more and more and I become less and less, that, and I'll wrap it up with this, that is what changes the world. More of him and less of me. That is what changes the world the world for the glory of God. And that is what connects people to Christ and community and purpose. Will you bow your heads with me? It's 
so great to be back here, and it's so great to have everybody together. But let me just say this. Maybe this idea of being in God's family and the idea of, of being in God's family is that being exclusive. Yes, it is exclusive, but it's inclusive. It's exclusively inclusive because the only way is through Jesus, but he is inviting anybody and everybody to be a part of God's family. And so, yes, it's inclusive to everyone. So welcome home because that's what Connect Church is all about. But it's what Jesus is all about. And so if you're not 100% sure that you're in God's family, I want to invite you to know that right here, right now, today. Because God created you to be with him. And he loves you and he's inviting you to be a part of his family. And it's just simply putting your full faith and trust in Jesus. And admitting to him that you can't save yourself. And for the rest of us that we know that we're in God's family, maybe it's time for us to take a step back and realize that we need to jump in and hit the ground running and that he must increase and I must decrease. And we need to start this summer and this time coming back with a focus, a simple focus of being more like Jesus every single day. Father, I love you and I thank you so much for your love for us. And I thank you that you are exclusively inclusive. God, I thank you that you call us to be more like you because that is what is gonna change this world. That is the message that this world needs is the message of Jesus. That is the only hope that this world has. As we move closer and closer, Father, I believe to you returning. God, our focus needs to be on you because, because God, there is a world that needs your love. There is a world that, that needs to hear about you and each and every one of us have somebody around us that we could reach and influence for the glory of God. But it starts with us being more like you. So Lord, I pray that we would take that challenge seriously. Lord, and if there is someone here or there is someone watching at home that doesn't have a relationship with you and doesn't know for sure that they're gonna be spending eternity with you, God, I pray that they would maybe make that decision today. If they're here and they wanna pray and, and they wanna know more, God, I pray that they would maybe um, find me afterwards and, and we could talk and we could pray together. God, it just simply means reaching out and asking you to come into our life and to save us from our sin because we can't save ourselves. God, I thank you so much that you make it that simple. Father, we, we love you. We praise you. We know there's nothing. Father, there is nothing that you can't do. And so we ask for you to just continue to move. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.